broadcasting live from the R&R studios in Las Vegas, Nevada. It's the premier destination for an inside look into the Las Vegas Raiders. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Lincoln Kennedy, presented by Tequila Embajador. And we'll just let it What is good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. on a big-time Thursday in Las Vegas, in Henderson. Uh, everybody signing, everybody taking their uh, physicals, everybody feeling good uh, about coming uh, to play for the Raiders I mean, I, here I, in uh, Las Vegas, uh, including that man that we're going to hear from in just one second, Chandler Jones. But before we get to that, just want to let you know you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur. Uh, huge day at Hen- in Henderson. A lot of happy football players. A lot of players that expressed a lot of pride about being uh, with the Raiders and explaining all the various reasons. A lot of talk about, obviously, the Patriots uh, and their way of doing things and how that uh, is, is going to start being a part of the way the Raiders do things, but with a twist. Uh, a Raiders twist, uh, just a really good fun day uh, out in Henderson as these new players started to uh, meet with us, the media, and you guys, the fans. And I think the fans, uh, just based on what I've seen on social media, was pretty darn happy after hearing for, from some of these guys. I think the Raiders are bringing in some quality, quality people uh, into this building. And I've talked about this so many times. That truly counts for a lot, way more than you think. And uh, got a chance to talk to Jones uh, earlier today from Henderson, and here's what he's talked about in terms of the allure of the Raiders, why this was a team that he wanted to come play for. Max Crosby. I mean, everyone's speaking about Max Crosby. I'm speaking about Max Crosby. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of him. Uh, and just to have the opportunity to rush on the opposite side of him is huge for me. Uh, the front office, I have familiar, I'm very familiar with the front office. I trust him like no other. I mean, they, I've known this, I know them since I came into the NFL. Uh, Dave Sigler, Josh McDaniels, Pat Graham. Pat Graham was my position coach in New England when I first started playing my rookie year. So he's the D coordinator. Uh, this is great. This is a great opportunity for me. I'm happy to be a Raider, and uh, like I said, I can't wait to get on the field. Yeah, and uh, that was Chandler Jones uh, speaking just a couple hours ago, really, um, out, out at the practice facility in Henderson. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur, Raider Nation Radio, uh, 920 a.m. on a Thursday. Uh, and you know, you, we listened to Pat to uh, Chandler Jones talking today uh, about the connections to Josh McDaniels, Dave Ziegler, uh, Patrick Graham. Patrick Graham was his position coach, his defensive line and linebacker coach, because uh, Chandler kind of goes back and forth uh, between those two positions as a rookie coming into the NFL. And one thing I know covering professional sports, and I know Q would back this up as as well. Um, you know, when, when guys get into the league, yeah, we see them as these, you know, uh, superhuman uh, athletes that do all these marvelous things on the court or on the playing field, the baseball diamond, whatever the case might be. But a lot of these guys are really young kids, right? I mean, think about when you were 21 years old, 20, 20 years old, 22 years old. You didn't have all the answers. There were a lot of nerves. You're, you're entering uh, into a new phase of your life, whatever that phase was. You need, and especially this type of industry where there's pressure, there's money, uh, there's a whole new world uh, that exists for you, uh, and you don't have all the answers. And so for somebody like Patrick Graham at that stage in Chandler Jones's life, 
to not only coach him up on the football field, you know, yeah, this is how you, uh, this is the technique that we want you to play. This is how you bull rush. This is, you know, a swim move, whatever, you know, all the techni- technicalities of playing that position. This is how you set an edge, as Chandler Jones said, uh, or, or talked about a little bit later in the uh, press conference, but also about being a man, about how to tie a tie, just the little things that you don't necessarily even think about when you're watching these guys out there doing their thing, but they're no different than anybody else. And those connections that you make as a young person, and in Chandler Jones's case, as a young player uh, with Patrick Graham, with Josh McDaniels, with Dave Ziegler, who was in the front office with the, with the New England Patriots at that time, guess what? Those become, if, if, if it works out, you know, and, and, and everybody is professional about it and, and just good things, you know, those become lifelong relationships that extend well beyond the football field. But in this case, for the Raiders, it was a key to arguably the best pass rusher of his generation. And the numbers back that up. Chandler Jones, since he came into the league in 2012, has 107 and a half sacks. That's the most in the NFL. Um, since that time, since 2012, look, I think we can all agree there's a lot of great pass rushers in the NFL, some really elite pass rushers in the NFL. There's a hell of a a lot of talent uh, in this league. So for Chandler Jones to say, yeah, um, who's got the most sacks since I came in as a rookie? Not that he would ever express it that way, but I will for him. For for you to be able to say that Chandler Jones has the most sacks in the NFL since 2012 when you're talking about some of the great players that are around him, that's a distinction right there. That is a coup for the Raiders to bring in a level of talent and ability like that. And part of the um, what drew him here, A, he went on to say later on, and this is going to make Raider Nation really happy, he always <laughs> loved the Raiders. He always had an appreciation for the Davis family. Uh, you know, the, the late, great Al Davis and obviously Mark Davis, um, who who is running the show now. Uh, so and in, in his eyes, in, in uh, Chandler Jones's eyes, you know, he, from afar. And it's funny how players will sometimes tell you this. I'm kind of looking over at the Raiders going, when, when are they going to give me my chance? You know, people want to play for the Raiders. Players want to play for the Raiders now more than ever, because. As Chandler Jones says, there's talent. Talent is a magnet in the NFL and in professional sports. Who You know, you want to go someplace where you feel good about what the talent is around you. Yes, money always is the king and it always rules. But when things are even on the money side of things, you're going to start looking at things that go beyond just the money. And you're going to look at, you know, the, the organization that you're joining from top to bottom, that's a huge part. That's why you rely on your agents to kind of give you the lowdown on that, what they're hearing. A lot of people hearing a lot of good things about this Raider organization. You start looking at the roster. Well, am I going to go into a rebuilding situation? Am I going to a situation where uh, there's a chance to win? And somebody of Chandler Jones's stature, he's not going to be wasting his time uh, in an organization that's years and years away or that he feels just isn't really you know worthy of his services, especially at this stage of his career. He wants to go obviously get paid, but he wants to win. And so when Chandler Jones is talking about, yeah, see that dude Max Crosby over there, number 98? That guy's a baller. And uh, game recognizes game, and he understands 
the influence that he can have on Max Crosby, that Max Crosby can have on him, and how those two players can help dictate terms of a defense and really be the foundation of what this defense does. Yeah, you want to be a part of that. And a guy like Chandler Jones, who's one of the best in the business at what he does. I'm pounding the table here. That's how fired up I am right now. Said, you know what? Las Vegas is where I want to go. And when he and his agent, as he talked about, drew up a list of teams, and obviously you're going to do that. You're going to weigh the pros and the cons, living where, what state you're going to be in, uh, how far is it away from your, your home base, um, is it a good area to raise a family, what are the schools like if you have kids, what's the facility like, what's their salary cap situation, do they have talent on their roster, who else is in their division, all these things go into that uh, equation. But at the end of the day, the combination of the Raiders' allure, which that still exists in a very big way, and it's growing, I can absolutely tell you that that is happening. It's growing. Where the Raiders are based, the facilities that they have over in Henderson, the stadium that they play in, the talent that's already there, and I've been talking about this and preaching this, there's a foundation of talent on this team. It's why somebody like Josh McDaniels, would want to leave a great job in New England and other opportunities that existed for him in the NFL and say, that's the place that I want to go to. If I'm going to be a head coach again, that's where I want to go to. I like what's going on there. He could have gone to a number of different places. He's that highly thought of. He could have gone and picked kind of where he wanted to go to, you know, tell me, call up his agent, tell this team that, you know what, they have an opening. I'm interested in that opening. Chandler Jones, you don't think that Chandler Jones could have gone to any number of different places? Who doesn't want Chandler Jones? You just saw what the Buffalo Bills played, paid uh, Von Miller. You don't think Chandler Jones was on the Buffalo Bills wish list? And guess what? The Buffalo Bills are a pretty damn good football team. The Denver Broncos, we heard the Denver Broncos being mentioned with Chandler Jones. A lot of teams would have loved to have had a guy like Chandler Jones. And so when you're of that stature and somebody of that stature looks at this organization and says, this is where I want to come play, that is telling. That indicates something. And it kind of reaffirms what the decision on Josh McDaniels' part to just be interested in this job and want to come over here and take this thing over and try to get it to the next level. There's something cooking here in Las Vegas. There's a foundation that's been laid that needs now to be built upon to take it to the next level. So I'm sure, Raider Nation, uh, you guys had to have loved what you heard from Chandler Jones today and really everybody else uh, that that uh, that spoke to the media today. All the free agent acquisitions that that spoke to the media today. Um, it's a uh, it, it was. There's quality. There's talent. Uh, there's potential. You know, hearing from uh, Rocky Asin, and you know him kind of turning the corner on his career in Indianapolis, taking a big step forward last year, um, and and the excitement that he expressed now being part of this program. You know, he just gets a call out of the blue from Chris Ballard, the Indianapolis Colts general manager. I think it was yesterday. Time is flying. You you know when you're getting a call from Chris Ballard, the general manager, something's up. 
you know, sometimes it's good. Like, hey, we want to really now sit down and talk about that contract. Usually that goes to your agent. Uh, so when you're getting a call from the general manager, something is up. And so, yeah, um, we're trading you. And so there's that's a shocking sentence to hear, right? But as soon as Yassine heard where he was going to, eyes lit up. Understands the culture that's being built here. Understands the talent that's in place. Who doesn't understand the talent more than him? The Raiders went to Indianapolis late in the season, the second to the last game of the season, and rocked the Colts' world in a game nobody gave the Raiders a chance to win. I remember trying to talk to people like, no, Raiders are playing pretty good right now. They could go to Indianapolis and win that game. What's so great about the Colts, even though they were good, a good team and a borderline playoff team, but I'm looking at the Raiders, I'm looking at the Colts, I'm thinking, I think the Raiders have a chance in this game. Not many people thought that, but they went to Indianapolis and took it from them in a huge game. It was literally a playoff game for both teams. And Yassine over there um, playing cornerback saw what I think everyone else saw So about this Raiders team. So when you know uh, a trade happens, okay, where am I going? You kind of probably brace for any kind of an answer. It could be Detroit, could be Cleveland, nothing against those cities, but could be Detroit, could be Cleveland, you know, or uh, you know, uh, a, an outpost where you know the Jets, where it's going to be years, you know, from from really happening there. Your brace, uh, okay, what's the answer going to be? The Las Vegas, Ra- the Las Vegas Raiders. Oh yeah, that's a nice place to be going to. So he was all fired up about that once he heard where he was going. Hearing him talk today and trying to figure out what his role might be. Is he going to be the starter opposite Trayvon Mullen? Are they going to compete for a job? Are the Raiders going to bring in another cornerback? There's a lot, I think, that's still left to do at that position. And it's already now, when you look at it on, look at it on paper, much stronger today than it was to start the week. So the Raiders are, are uh, moving along um, in their secondary. I like what they're doing, and I'm not quite sure they're done. I heard last night. The Raiders are busy at work trying to take this to an even higher level. It's been a good start to free agency for them and this offseason for them, but I can tell you it's not done. I'm not saying that all their hopes and all their aspirations and all their goals and objectives are going to happen because it always takes two to tangle, and sometimes when I say two to tangle, it's also teams involved. Maybe you're working a trade, whatever the case might be, so nothing is etched in stone or in cement until – the facts to the league happens and they approve it and here we go. So until that happens, it's still, you know, hoping and planning and and trying to do your best. But I know for a fact that they're not finished over there in Henderson. They've got some plans and they got some cards to play and some uh, ideas up their sleeve. And it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. We're going to go out to Houston in L.A. How you doing, Houston? Hey, what's up, Vinny, man? I'm just pumped up, dude. One of the things you said, they had me laughing, but it's real. Game recognizes game. So what, you know, got my man Chandler pumped up about even coming over here was Max. And then not only with Max, just to talk about the regime and all the defense that I'm seeing as far as all of these pieces. Since I've been, you know, such a fan over all these years from 81, man, I remember Al Davis, he was sporadic. He would just grab whoever he wanted to grab. He don't care about Anything but speed, you know, when it came to the receivers and things, he got lucky. But at the you know, same time, he didn't get lucky sometimes. As he, you know, pro- progressed within life, he, you know, started slipping a little bit, but he's still great. You know, he's still sharp. And then from there, I see, like, a different regime as far as 
drafting, like giving away a lot of our picks. You know what I mean? We'll give away two first for like Carson Palmer and I like Palmer because he's from USC, so I was pumped. But, you know, after a while that didn't go cool. Then I saw Reggie come in. He was methodical, you know what I mean? Like the way he would do things, he'll take too long for me sometimes. But at the end, you know, you get the salary cap straight, you know, they have the money on the books, and then some of the players, you know, with the drafting capability, he didn't do too good, you know, those first couple of years, whatever. Yeah, Khalil Mack and Derek Carr, that's a no-brainer. But that paid off because he was patient, you know what I mean? And then after that, unfortunately, Gruden on the second time around because I was a fan of him originally when he was with Al Davis, you know what I mean? But when he was with Al Davis, he wasn't really, you know, Al Davis was running all that when he came to the personnel. So Gruden didn't really say too much in that matter. Then when he got his chance to really will and deal, it didn't work out right. You know what I mean? So, you know, we move on from there. But to make a long story short, I know I'm talking all day. All good. I like these. I like these defenses. I like my man, even though he didn't do too good with the, uh, with the, with the scores as far as uh, – the, the the last defensive back we just picked up, he's running a four three, and he was sticking Tyreek Hill. I mean Tyreek, yeah, yeah, Hill. He was sticking Hill good. So I mean, man, we need that. Even though he may not be the best DB out there, some people just make it happen when it comes to matchups. I mean, I played defensive back, free safety back in the days, but you know that's from El Camino Real a long time ago. But I'm I'm just saying, just when it comes down to getting down, you know, it's all about matchups and. I like the way this stuff is coming. And then Rock, man, I wanted to draft Rock way back originally when he came out. And then to find out we finally got, you know, somebody like that. I mean, that's a nice, solid, not afraid to hit. And, you know, you, you he may not have the best coverage, but he's getting better. So I like it, man. Good I job. appreciate the call, Houston. Thank you very much. Uh, yeah, and keep in mind, um, one thing that's, that's – uh, I think I think uh, needs to be pointed out about this new front office, Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly, because Champ Kelly uh, is a huge part of this operation right now. Is that uh, both guys in their previous jobs were um, you know heavily involved in the pro personnel part of it, and that's what's going on right now. When you talk about pro personnel departments, that's the department that has their eyes and eyeballs on every professional football player. On the planet, whatever professional league you're talking about, but specifically, obviously, the NFL. They have a book. They have a um, database that includes every pertinent detail and information on guys that are in the league currently. So nobody, and from everything that I've heard about Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly, these dudes are grinders and hard workers and good at what they do and understand what they need to understand and uh, have the eyes to see what you need to see in those roles. Uh, but but they know the um, NFL personnel side of things like no other and like the back of their hand. So in free agency, that is a huge, huge benefit. And I have to say this. And um, I feel like John Gruden and and, um, and Mike Mayock took this program to a new level. They 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 won as the years went on. They weren't here forever, but you know the three or four years that they were here together, um, they won more games than they lost. They 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 put it on the right path. It didn't happen as quickly as everyone would have hoped, 
but it was headed in the right direction. Okay, so I give them credit for doing that, and you got to give them credit for Max Crosby, for Hunter Renfro, for Nate Hobbs, uh, for Trayvon Morig, uh, for Colton Miller, for you know Josh Jacobs. I could go on and on. For, uh, you know Darren Waller, obviously. Uh, so they didn't leave. Uh, they they left it in a better place than than where it was when they got here. That's just indisputable. Where they where they missed on were some of the bigger decisions in free agencies and in the draft, obviously, and, and in the trades, some of the trades that they made. Here's the thing. When you think about John Gruden, he had – I mean, I know that he was an analyst, and that's great, but he wasn't working intimately day in and day out grinding before he got back to the NFL in the way that Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly and that staff – have been like because they were with teams that their jobs were predicated on understanding the talent that was available, whether it was in the NFL or when you're talking about the draft side of things. So, so they were on top of it. They were on top of it. And I, for those reasons, partly for that reason, I don't think you're going to see some of the big misses that have happened um, here with the Raiders. You know, when John Gruden and Mike Mayock, who stepped out of a TV booth into the general manager's job. And listen, Mike Mayock, again, I'm giving credit where credit is due. And I think most reasonable Raider fans understand this as well. They pushed this to a new level. They created a nice foundation. It would have been much better had the first round picks and some of those free agency free agent decisions panned out or more of them panned out. You're not going to bat a thousand. It's just not possible. Um, but. I think there's a difference in where guys like Dave Ziegler and Champ Kelly and the staff that they are putting together are on these issues because they've been living it for the last X amount of years. They've been deeply involved at this level, the NFL, for X amount of years since, you know, the really the mid 2000s, let's say, or 2009 or so. They've been working it. So nobody knows the league better than these guys. I'm not saying they know them more than everybody else, but they know it pretty damned intimately. So these decisions like Chandler Jones and the guys that they're bringing in, um, Rock Yassin, guys like that, they understand what they're getting in these guys because they've been living and breathing that world now for years. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, brought to you by Tequila and Bahadur, Raider Nation Radio 920 AM on a Thursday. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. The Patriot way to sum it up is just doing things the right way without people having to tell you, telling, without people telling you to do it the right way. It's kind of like just do it right when no one's watching. And the whole do your job and everything else, you're not worried about the next guy. You're worried about your assignment. And if they do the, their assignment, it's like a puzzle piece. If I do my job and you do your job and we put our two pictures together, we make a bigger picture. And so when you look at it from that standpoint, it's not fairly hard. It's fairly easy. And everybody's just going to put their own spin on it. And I'm sure when we get down to the offseason program and OTAs, we're going to have conversations about it as a team and figure out what works best for us and hopefully make some things shake the season. That was new Raiders running back Brandon uh, Bolden. Uh, uh, veteran, nine years, eight of those years uh, were in New England, uh, so he knows this offense in and out. Uh, he knows uh, the Patriots' way inside and out. And I know uh, I'm not trying to rile up 
uh, Raider Nation when I'm saying the Patriots way because it's soon going to become <laughs> the Raiders way. Um, it's kind of a you know they'll they'll put like uh, like like Brandon just said they'll put their own spin on it. Uh, but the Patriot way is something that um, I think is important that it is making its way here uh, to Las Vegas and, and to the Raiders. And I loved what he said, you know, doing the right thing without anyone having to tell you to do the right thing. It's a standard and you don't deviate from the standard and you un- you understand what the standard is and it doesn't need to be told to you over and over again. And once you get what the standard is, um, you pledge to yourself and everybody else that you're not going to deviate from the standard. Look, mistakes happen. You know, turnovers happen. Uh, penalties happen. Um, it's just nobody's perfect. And nobody's asking anybody to be perfect. But as long as you're striving to meet the standard all the time, you're going to win moments more than you're going to lose moments. Do you understand what, what, I'm, what I'm saying? I've always put it this way. In each of us, there's a gap that exists among all of us, every single human being on this planet. And that gap that exists separates who we currently are and who we potentially can be. All right? And it's ever-evolving, okay? You're all that gap is always going to exist because there's always a higher level you can get to. And we may never ever close the gap entirely because I truly believe till the very last breath that we have, we have an opportunity to get better in whatever it is that we do. So the gap is always going to be there. But as long as you're working diligently and um, you know responsibly, to, cl- to continually try to close the gap, you're going to get closer and closer and closer, and you're going to win moments rather than lose moments. So the Patriots' way to me, which I think the plan is for it to become the Raiders' way, is to understand what that standard is, always try to meet it, and if you do that, if you're continually working to live up to that standard, the one for yourself, the one for the team, the one for your peers to try to um, you know, do your job in a way that you're expecting your peers to do their jobs. And if you do and if everybody does, wow, the wins just come and follow. And you worry about yourself and yourself living up to the standard. And you should have trust based on the people that are being brought into this program right now, what that standard is and everybody's diligence to meet it, you don't have to worry about the next guy because you already know that that person is sort of programmed and wired to want to live up to that standard just as much as you do. And if you can get 53 guys that are all mutually simultaneously trying to meet the standard and fight for that standard and not deviate from that standard, you're going to win a lot of football games. You're going to win whatever it is that you do in life. If you can get a group of people all on the same page in that regard. And you to hear Brandon Bolden, a guy that's played for the Patriots, what, eight years Talk about it like in a way that he completely gets it. Like 
it's it's doing the right thing all the time. Not because you were asked to do the right thing, not because you're worried somebody's watching to see if you do the right or wrong thing. You just do it because it's natural to want to do the right thing at all times, whether you're told to do it or whether somebody is watching you to make sure you do it. Because we all know when somebody's not watching, that's when mistakes, that's when you get a little lazy. That's when you start making some wrong decisions. It's easy to make wrong decisions when nobody's watching. So I always tell this story. I've told this story on, on the air. You know, later on in his career, Kobe Bryant couldn't practice as much. You know, his the goal was just be ready for the game, you know, at that point. And it would frustrate him sometimes because he'd be sitting there watching practice. And a lot of times he wasn't even at practice. He'd be in the therapy room, you know, uh, getting things together and just doing everything he needed to do personally to go bust somebody for 43 points the next night. Practice became, you know, sort of a uh, a hindrance to that part of it. That's where he was in his career, body-wise and everything like that. But it used to frustrate him because sometimes he'd be in the training room or the therapy room or wherever it was and could see practice, whether it was on, you know, the, the monitor or peeking through a window. And he can see some of his teammates taking days off, not working as hard as they should in practice. And it would piss him off. You know why? Because the big dog wasn't out there watching to make sure everyone was doing the right thing when they were supposed to be doing the right thing. So Kobe sometimes would just say, well, uh, I got to go out and practice because obviously when the cat's away, the mice will play. And I got to remind everybody that just because I'm not here doesn't mean it's time to go screwing around out of practice because that's how you end up losing games. So that's when you would always see those reports where Kobe shouted at his teammates and cussed his teammates out as he left the floor, which go look at the videos. You could find them. Kobe knew what he was doing. He needed to send a reminder. Yeah, uh, that's not how we practice. Just because I'm not out there doesn't mean we deviate from the standard. I got to trust that you're going to live up to the standard, even when I'm not here, because Kobe was a ruthless competitor. It rubbed some people the wrong way. People that aren't competitive read it completely wrong. Oh, he's a he's he's a bad person. He's he's not cool. Oh, how come he can't be nice? It's not about being nice. It's not about any of that. He was nice off the court. He's a great guy off the court. But when it came to making sure he lived up to the standard, that everybody else lived up to the standard. He was going to make sure you lived up to the standard. And there were great teams that he was on where he didn't have to play that role because everybody, as Brandon Bolden was just talked about, was just talking about, already understands what that standard is. And you do it at all times, whether Kobe is watching, whether Josh McDaniels is watching, whether you know Derek Carr, who also, in his own way, is a standard bearer and wants to make sure you're doing uh, your thing the way you need to be doing it right. He does it a little subtly sometimes, but trust me, you can listen to Derek Carr and some people talk about, well, he's, he's being passive aggressive. He's not. No, he's sending messages like, Hey buddy up, come on time for you to get it together. 
I like that about Derek Carr, to be honest with you. People might read that one the wrong way, like, oh, he's blaming other people. No, he's doing his job and making sure others are going to do their job as well. But point being, as Brandon Bolden was talking about, and I'm really fascinated to see how this works out for the Raiders, this standard, this doing the right thing when nobody's watching, doing the right thing be- even if somebody didn't tell you, it's that should be music to Raider fans' ears to hear people talk about that, that lived it, have been living it, have been operating in that kind of a world that are now here in Las Vegas and going to send the same message. And here's the other part of it. I already think there's guys on this team that understand it. Max Crosby knows what a standard is all about and, and about meeting that standard and about doing the right thing, even when people aren't looking. Derek Carr understands that. Darren Waller understands that. Hunter Renfro understands that. There's some younger guys in that building that I think want to I think we got some breaking news that we got to interrupt the show with. Go ahead. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. Are you serious? We've got Adam Schefter retweeting. Blue check mark Adam Schefter. I'm not getting sacked. Raiders get Devontae Adams. Packers get two 2022 picks, including the Raiders' first round pick per sources. I was so down the other way on that. Raiders are giving Devontae Adams a five-year contract. Her sources. The AFC West are making moves. The Raiders are making moves. I have to see it. Hold on one second. This is so funny because I was just texting. um, Hang on. Hang on. You know what, guys? While we confirm this, we are going to go to a quick break. We're going to come back to In the Huddle. Vinny, throw the break real quick for us. Uh, You are in the huddle. Maybe with Devontae Adams and Derek Carr in that huddle together with Darren Waller and a bunch of other guys. On a Thursday, on a news-breaking Thursday, Raider Nation Radio brought to you by Tequila Embajador. We'll have the whole scoop when we get back. Interact with the show. Text Vinny at 69187 or tweet at him at Vinny Bonsignor. This is In the Huddle with Raiders beat writer Vinny Bonsignor on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. Holy cow. That talk about a blockbuster just dropping right in the middle of our show and just rocking everybody's world. Devontae Adams is headed to the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, first round pick this year going, uh, a bunch of draft picks going. The Raiders are going to assign him to a long term contract when everyone was wondering, huh, why are they making some of these deals that they're making and blah, 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 and, you know, putting money off to the side? Well, it was to go get Devontae Adams and sign him to a long-term extension, and that is just a wow uh, without question. Um, now you're talking about <laughs> – wow. Now you're talking about an offense with Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, uh, Josh Jacobs, Kenyon Drake. Um, they just signed Amir Abdullah, by the way. Um just got to get that offensive line fixed. But, I mean, I think you're going to be able to bring in a right tackle at this point that solidifies that spot – and away uh, the Raiders go. Back out to the Raider Nation list line. This is crazy. Allen in Vegas. How you doing, Allen? Allen, are you there? Uh, yeah. Um, can you hear me? Yes, I got you, brother. Hey, man. I mean, I'm doing a, a whole lot better if this trade is indeed true. Uh, you were talking earlier about about players who are committed to their craft and just working out and nonstop, just committed players and 
Devontae Adams is definitely a committed player. I mean, this guy has grown over the years to become just a true number one receiver, not not just the Packers, but he'd be great on any team. I'm so glad that that Ziegler and McDaniels made the move for him and give Derek Carr a true number one weapon that will open up the offense for Renfro, Waller, Jacobs, and down the line. I think this will benefit everybody. Oh, there's no question. This is, you know, we talked about yesterday Chandler Jones being a, a, a game changer and Max Crosby also ascending to that, you know, uh, level as well. Two game changers defensively. I think Nate Hobbs is going to be a, uh, talked about in those categories as well. Well, now offensively, we all know that Darren Waller is a game changer. He's one of the most lethal weapons in the NFL. Devontae Adams is an equally big-time game-changer. So now there's two game-changers, literally, exclamation point, offensively, along with you know somebody I think is a very good quarterback in Derek Carr. Um, this just completes this offense in terms of the weapons without question. Now they just got to, you know, uh, fix the offensive line, which, you know, uh, I think I think that's now that you have <laughs> basically everything that you need to get taken care of in terms of uh, the weapons. Now you you you, you set your, uh, your 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 eyes on um, on that offensive line. If you could get just good enough now on the offensive line with everything that they got going for them, holy cow! What did we talk about Monday, uh, Demond? Let the process play out. You're like, I, I don't know about the process. That's scary to me. <laughs> no, it's just let it play out. I just don't like that term. Like I said, it just makes <laughs> your ears no, work out. It's, you, you even said it on Twitter. It scared you. That yeah, term I scared you. I just don't like that term. I was like, you can say, it scares you me. Can say wait and see. You can say this, Which that, is other, what you have to do. But you can just but let it play. It's How just do you feel words. now? Oh, I feel like, oh. How do you feel now, Devon, this is, about the process playing out? Pretty damn good, right? Yeah, they get, if they show up this offensive line, some might say the best team in the division. Whoa! Some might say. Some might say. People are saying. Just like that. People are saying. The fourth best team in the division, which they were three days ago. But I I kept saying this. I'm not patting myself on the back. It's common sense. There was plenty of time to make up the ground and maybe now take over. So this is going to be one hell of a race in the AFC West. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you what. Anyway, back out to the Raider Nation game. Listener in line, Gangster Raider is on the line. How you doing, Gangster Raider? Hey, what's happening, man? I'm already was pumped about the um, Chandler um, press conference, but we got Devontae Adams. My son just came in and told me I had to call um, DeMond and try to double check, but I'm, I can't believe it. I'm like, we got Devontae Adams. I thought it was a pipe dream. I did, too. And, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, man, well, um, what's the name? Jones with Chandler Jones was on my wish list. I'm like, I knew it was a long shot. But we got Chandler Jones and Devontae Adams. You know what I'm saying? We might as well go get Calais Campbell now, too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, greedy, greedy, greedy. Um, I'm, I'm pumped up, no, man. This, I hear you. This, this you is going to be a great season. You should be, you know man. I mean? You should be. This wow. is This is this, this is, is unbelievable. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Raider Nation, stand up. We back. You know what I'm saying? It's it's pretty uh, you know crazy, and uh, th- this is why I love this business and love this industry. Um, when there's when things happen like this, that kind of even 
you know, throw me off a little bit, um, then you know it's it's a it's a pretty darn good uh, event for the Raiders. That's just, I mean, out of the blue, Chandler Jones yesterday, and out of the blue, Devonte Adams today to give Derek Carr um, and reunite those two guys. And we, they they'd been openly and publicly uh, yearning for a uh, reunion. Of course, they played together over at Fresno State. So uh, this really really puts the Raiders in a whole other. Uh, level. I'm kind of speechless right now because for it to have come together and the Packers, you know, uh, if you're Aaron Rodgers, you're like, um, this is what? the exact same reason I was complaining what? before. What? If you're Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> did the Packers just give the big middle finger to Aaron Rodgers and say, eh. stuck with us now. You signed the contract, <laughs> buddy. How do you like that whole thing now, Aaron Rodgers? Wow. Wow. Joey is on the line. How you doing, Joey? Joey is uh, going out to drink some green beer, I think, uh, on St. Patrick's Day. And we're just going to call it St. Adam's Day. All right. St. Devante Adams Day. 211 is on the line. How you doing, 211? 211. 211. What's up? I... What's, up? <laughs> What's up, fellas? I'm good, my brother. Hey, man, look, man, I am so juiced. You know what? They've been saying for a couple weeks now the Patriot way. That, this ain't the Patriot way. This is officially turned the Raider way because this ain't something the Patriots would do. And I'm tired of hearing it as well. So this is officially the Raider way. I love it. I'm juiced. There's a lot of people that are threw up in their mouths right now because they just realized they got Devontae and they're juiced. But they also realize that Carr's here to stay, brother. This Devontae Adam is here and wanted to come here for a big reason was because of Carr. Now he's here. They're teamed up. I'm juiced. Man, I can't, even, I can't express myself, man. All the Raider haters. 24-7 eggplant emojis. They're going to be eating tonight. Raiders, let's go. Raiders! <laughs> yeah, and, and, you know, for, for Derek Carr, um, you know, I think that, uh, he, you know, he deserves this. He's, he's, he's been here long enough. This is a, um, a great move for him, and I know it's one that he's really, really wanted. And, you know, I'm, I'm right now literally thinking about a conversation uh, that, uh, that I had with Derek uh, over at his church function a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about his contract and he was talking about, you know, all the good things that he likes to do. There's, you know, he's involved in a lot of different things that helps a lot of people that need it. And he feels blessed that he's in a position to be able to do that with the money that he makes. And he goes, and of course, that's going to come into play, you know, when I uh, on my contract, i.e., you know, he's going to be thinking about trying to maximize his earnings so that he can also help people. Um, That's part of who he is. But he also then he stopped. and He's like, but. There's some people that I want to play with in the NFL. And that's going to be part of the whole equation, too. I.e., he wasn't going to ask for the moon and the stars and the planets and everything else because he understands for the Raiders to be able to make moves like this, he's going to have to give a little bit, too, and he will gladly do that to be able to build the type of team that the Raiders are building right now. So I'm just listening. I'm hearing and seeing Derek pause because there's some players in the NFL that I want to play with. Huh. Okay. So it came to fruition today, and we'll see what his contract looks like. Hey, but. I got to give this guy pr- credit. I remember at the um, watch party that we had for the Raiders playoff game down at the end resort, a guy comes up to me, and he's just like, hey, you know, uh, Devontae Adams was at my cousin's birthday party, and he's for sure coming to the Raiders. <laughs> then, he said it at my cousin's birthday party. He bought party. a house out here. <laughs> he bought a house so out here. So this is before, but this is the yeah. playoff game. This guy was telling me. 
because Devontae Adams went to his cousin's birthday party. He said that he was coming to the Raiders next. Season. I gotta say, when uh, when when Devontae got when Devontae got the good good for that, we need to hire that guy. Um, when 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 Devontae bought his house out here, and that news broke, and I was in Indianapolis at the time, uh, got some texts from some people in let's just say Derek Carr's orbit. And uh, I think I might have reached out first, and it was like, oh, don't read too much into it. No, that was going to happen anyway, and it, it, it could be true, um, you know, and uh, I think our paper did some research on it. It was an LLC that, that purchased it, so it could have been a business deal. People that with that have a lot of money do that, but now, who knows? Maybe that's where uh, Devontae Adams and uh, Derek Carr will be getting together for some barbecues uh, here <laughs> for the next four or five years or so. Wow. Devontae Adams to the Raiders. This is – it's been a crazy offseason, right? Oh, man, it's been fantastic. Like, part of the reason why I feel like the phones are lighting up right now is people just want to talk about this because this is the one move that people are like, we want this to happen. Make it happen no matter how you can make it happen. Raider fans want to see it. And, the, like, the team – you know, you don't see this too often where the team, the fans say, we want this guy, we want this guy. Right. And the team says, don't you worry. Right. Just wait. We're going to bring you that top guy, not the guys who are, like, on the wish list, maybe see him a little bit. No, the big fish, we're getting them. And I gotta, let's just say this, too. And got to give Mark Davis a lot of credit here, okay? Because how many times did we look at, let's say, Pro Football Focus's uh, top free agents available, right? The top free agents available, I've been looking at it for weeks. One, Devontae Adams was consistently at the top of everybody's list, right? Potential free agents. And right around three, in some cases maybe four, was Chandler Jones. So for the Raiders to come away... Now, of course, Devontae wasn't a free agent because the the uh, the, the Packers had signed him to that um, to that extension. And by the way, here's where that contract comes into play for the Raiders. Now, he doesn't just count on their current. I have to see how the salary cap looks, but by renegotiating a contract extension, they could have taken his number down way low for this year, throw a big signing bonus his way, cover it that way, so that his money for this year is accounted for this much on the salary cap rather than that much uh, so that they can make some other moves right now and then you know over the over the course of the of the deal pay off the, uh, the the signing bonus aspect of it but there were ways for them to do this in a way that helped them and I'm sure uh, when we see all the uh, the contract details and how it all kind of plays out that will uh, play a big role uh, in it uh, out to the Raider Nation listen line James is on the line how you doing James um, I, I'm in shock, honestly. Um, I I didn't really know what to say and who to say it to. <laughs> um, but this this basically broke the internet. I mean, you even have the Fresno State uh, football Twitter account saying, "Is this really happening?" So um, I, I'm really excited. Um, and if I were to come back down to earth, I would say now it's absolutely imperative that you shore up this offensive line. Oh, yeah. The, the last thing you want to do is have this offense stall with, with Jacobs, Devontae Adams, Renfro, uh, uh, Waller, and, and the tools that they're, they're adding to be stalled by pre-snap penalties, by holding calls, and, and all the other stuff. So I love, I love this move. Personally, I didn't think this was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a June 1st pickup or a draft pickup at wide receiver, but... I mean, when you can add a game changer like that, and not only add, but but give him the highest paid contract for a wide receiver, the Raiders made a statement today that 
they're not just trying to get back into the playoffs. They are trying to win the division and go deep into the playoffs and be the best team in the AFC. They made a statement today. Uh, thanks for the call, James, and you're absolutely right. By the way, and okay, I'm uh, going to read this t- uh, tweet here in just one second, but here's why I didn't think it was going to happen for the Raiders with Devontae Adams. I didn't think the Packers were going to make a move like this. I didn't think that they were going to give him up. So f- me thinking, okay, the Packers have full control of this situation. Why are they just going to turn around and trade Devontae Adams away to the Packers? Well, here's why. Um, and this is uh, the great Rob uh, Demvosky, um, who covers the Packers. All right, per a source, the Packers were willing to pay Adams equally – equally to what the Raiders are with this new deal. But Adams preferred to play elsewhere. Aaron Rodgers was aware of the developments with Adams as they unfold, unfolded in recent days. So there you have it. Basically, Devontae Adams said, look, I want to go. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to be here anymore. No hard feelings. And I want to go play for the Raiders. That's essentially what he told the Packers who were willing to pay him the same exact um, deal that the Raiders are going to pay him. And that's no surprise to me. The Packers, they wanted him there long-term. Why wouldn't you want Devontae Adams uh, on your football team long-term? But Devontae Adams basically said, look, uh, it's not going to work. I'm not, gonna, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing that, uh, so please trade me away. And the Packers obliged. Uh, we'll get into all the details of the trade uh, real quick. Devon? Going out to Rossi in Australia. Okay, cool. Rossi, well, what a day. Yeah, I'm, I'm, well, I'm stunned, obviously. It's great to see that Z was pulled this move off. Um, it's not that the fan base really, really needed reinvigorating, but uh, you saw a lot of our rival teams making making moves, and I think this trumps it all. You know, there's JC Jackson's, he can uh, bat down balls, but Adams, you know, goes and catches it and scores six. Uh, a lot of the times, and that's what we needed. We needed a game changer. Uh, we needed to take the the heat off of Waller and, and Renfro, and now Derek Carr. Yeah, it's got to be a team friendly deal. Uh, I'm sure that uh, that's already in the works as well. Um, but I, I'm just ecstatic to be a Raiders fan today. I think this is a move that uh, you know we, we love our wide receivers uh, going back years and years and years. Cliff Branch, Blinkoff. Uh, Rice and, and Tim Brown, and now we've got another one. That's uh, it, it's just a, a great day to be a Raiders fan. Yeah, Not there's no there's a revel. Yep, I appreciate it. Revel in it. You you deserve it. Right, all of Raider Nation. You guys deserve this. Uh, so I hope you celebrate. Do it responsibly. Uh, but I hope you celebrate. By the way, funny tweet from AJ Cole. Oh. So I'm not punting at all next year, huh? <laughs> you got to love that from the Raiders' great uh, punter. Um, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor. Wow. Brought to you by Tequila Embajador. Big day for uh, the Raiders and Raider Nation. Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Thursday.